0: Hi, I'm Jim Paplava. I started Financial Sense in 1985 to give clients a boutique personal investment experience that's hard to get at a large company. For three decades, my company has been helping families build, manage, and protect their wealth through tailored financial planning and investment management. If you are looking to make Financial Sense of a complex world, give our office a call at 888 888- to speak with one of our advisors today and let us help you plan your future.
1: The Financial Sense Lifetime Planning Program. Now, here's the Financial Sense News Team. Well, it's that time of year again when we're all going to be doing our taxes. And there is some good news, but there's also some bad news coming down the road when it comes to tax planning. And as always, to speak with us about the ins and outs of taxes for the year ahead is Jim Poplava, president and founder of Financial Sense Wealth Management. So, Jim, where would you like to begin things off?
0: Well, let's talk about some important deadlines since everybody's thinking about filing their tax return. So let me just get these out of the way. These will be easy. January 16th is when your quarterly tax estimate is due, especially if you're self-employed. And of course, this year taxes will have to be done by April 15th, unless you are filing for an extension, which you can do but that extension is October 15th. You just might want to check with your tax planner to make sure you paid at least uh, 90% of last year's estimates so you don't want to get any penalties. And also April 15th is the last day that you can make your IRA contributions for 2023. And then the quarterly tax dates later on are June 17th and September 16th, for filing. So those are a couple of things you want to get out of the way. Make sure you get your estimates
1: in so you don't get a penalty. All right. So those are some of the important deadlines. It's good to cover the basics. What about tax rates, capital gains, and dividend taxation? These are all things that we are very much focused on at our company.
0: Well, here's some good news. All of the tax rates, individual income tax rates, the estate tax exemption, the gifting allowance, all those things have been indexed to inflation. So let's talk about some good news. The highest tax bracket for a single taxpayer is going to go from roughly 578,000 to 609,000. I'm rounding these off. And if you are married, it'll go from 693, almost 694,000 to 731. So you can see for most people they're going to remain in the lower brackets. Now, I want to pay particular attention, and this will make a lot more sense as we get into tax planning. There's two tax brackets that are very important, the 22% tax bracket and the 24% tax bracket, which is where most of Americans fall in this tax bracket. For the 22% bracket, it is going to go from 95375 It's going to go to 100525 So, it's going to go up roughly by 5,000, 95 to 100. If you are married, it's going to go from 182,000 to 201,000. And then the 24% bracket for a single individual will go from 182 to 192. And if you're married, 364 to 384 and this is applying to a lot of seniors who let's say live in paid for homes the standard deduction is 14600 and for a married couple is 29200 now if you are a senior you get an additional 1550 you can add that on to the 29200 so you're basically over 31000 if you're married if you're unmarried it's roughly uh, close to two thousand. It's actually nineteen thousand five hundred. So you're going to go roughly about sixteen thousand, a little over, uh, for a standard deduction. Now, uh, if if you're Larry, lots of bucks. Here's an important one: the estate tax exemption goes up to thirteen million six hundred ten thousand this year. So if you're married, own a business, and you have a large estate. With a state in trust, you can double that exemption to roughly about twenty-seven point two million. And if you are making gifts, let's say you're giving gifts to your grandchildren and kids, it goes from seventeen thousand to eighteen thousand this year. And then the four hundred one k contribution, not much of an increase, it goes from twenty-two five to twenty-three. The IRA goes from sixty-five hundred to seven. And the SEP IRA goes to 66 to 69, depending on your age. And the catch-up provision is at 7500 So if you're putting money in a 401k and you're age 50 and over, you can put up to $2,500 a month or $30,000 a year. So some good news, the tax brackets have all been indexed up. The estate tax brackets have all been indexed up. The taxation of capital gains and dividends have all been indexed up. So let's say you're making, I don't know, let's say 100, uh, let's say you're making 95000 That would have put you in a uh, 24% tax bracket. If you're single, well, By indexing it up to 100, you would fall back to the 22% bracket. So if you haven't got a big payroll increase this year that's major and you're under that 100,000, you could be falling into a 22% bracket. Now, here's something that's kind of really key is that these brackets, after the 24% tax bracket, you have to be real careful. Because there is a major tax jump. The tax brackets go from 24% to 32%. And you hit the 32% tax bracket at 192000 if you're single and about 384000 if you are married. Those are two key brackets because it jumps. There's two big bracket jumps. There's a big bracket jump from 12% The next bracket goes all the way up to 22, and then from 24, it goes all the way up to 32. So those are two key tax brackets to keep in mind when you're doing tax planning.
1: So if you're listening to that and you're close to that threshold, just be sure to tell your employer, if you're getting close, to cap your pay right at that level.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if you want to do that, but we can show you some ways to reduce it if you are going to get bumped into those areas. Remember, the standard deduction is also going up. And if you have property tax payments, you got up to 10000 If you have charitable contributions, so there's a little bit of leeway, and plus interest deduction on a mortgage up to 750000 So if you're itemizing, you can bring that bracket down.
1: So along those lines, let's talk a little bit more about what we're seeing with capital gains and dividend tax rates.
0: Yeah, this is some really good news here. A lot of people don't realize this. One of the reasons I like individual stocks is I can control what we pay in capital gains. If you're in a mutual fund or an ETF, if they take any capital gains in the portfolio, you always get that surprise capital gain distribution that they make to you in November. And you know you're you're not anticipating this, and all of a sudden they did a lot of trading, uh, and all of a sudden you have a huge capital gain. If you own an individual stock. Number one, you're going to pay lower tax rates. So let me give you an example. For 2024, if you are single, the first forty-seven thousand twenty-five dollars is taxed at zero. The next five hundred and eighteen thousand nine hundred. So let's just call it five hundred and nineteen thousand. You can make up to five hundred and nineteen thousand if you're single. It's taxed at 15%, but bear in mind, if you're single and you make over 200, you've got to add 3.8 to that 15%. So you're paying 18.8, which is a lot lower for most people than the regular income tax rates. If you are married, you can earn up to $94,050 in dividends and pay zero and up to 584000 roughly on the 15% bracket. Once again, if you make 250 if you're married, add another 3.8. I don't understand why more people aren't doing uh, individual stocks where they can control the dividends. And one of the things that we do in my dividend income aristocrat account is we hold these stocks. So therefore, we're not paying capital gains. And on top of that, we're being taxed at either zero. 15 or 18.8 percent tax on dividends. It's one of the key, key areas to lower taxes on your investment income. And it's one of the reasons why I love dividend stocks because I can control them. Number one, I know exactly what I'm going to pay in taxes. And number two, I know exactly what I'm going to get in income. Where if I'm in a mutual fund or an ETF, I don't have as much control on taxation. And number two, I'm not sure where the stock market is going to be in December, but I have a lot more confidence where the dividends are going to be on Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble,
1: or let's say a Chevron. So again, there's some good news due to inflation indexing as we discuss. but how about some of the ways that our listeners can reduce their taxes? Okay. I want to
0: focus on four areas, which is probably going to apply to the vast majority of our listeners. Number one, ways to get tax-free income or low taxation of income. Number two, how to reduce your estate taxes. Number three, how to reduce your RMDs, required minimum distributions, which go into effect at age 73 and eventually 75. And number four, how to take advantage of the generous pension contributions that can reduce your taxable income. I mean, if you're in that borderline where you're about ready to go from a 24 to, let's say, a 32% tax bracket, well, one way to reduce that is if you're working for an employer, is if they have a 401k plan and you're age 50 and over, even younger. Uh, SEP IRAs, if you're self-employed, things like defying benefit or cash benefit programs, if you're making mega bucks in terms of income, these are two areas that are real popular because you can reduce your taxable income when you're in a high tax bracket. I mean, think of the tax bracket of 37% Add another 3.8 for Obama tax. So you're at 41.8 and then you add places like California where, you know, the tax brackets can go up to 13.3. In New York, it could be 10 to 12, depending on where you live. In other states like New Jersey or Illinois, where the tax rates are higher. So, if you can get a deduction, it's another way to bring down your taxable income. So, let's begin with tax free income. Now, one of the things I want to tell you I don't care who is going to win the election this year, whether it's Biden, Trump, or who knows, whoever is going to be running by the time we get to November, taxes are going to be going up. For one, Trump's tax cuts expire in 2025, and we are going to be going into higher tax rates at much lower levels of income. And I'll get into Roth conversions here in a moment. I'll tell you, you've got a window of opportunity here in the next two years. So taxes are going to be going up. And also, if the Biden administration wins, and let's say they have control of Congress, they want to implement $6 trillion of new taxes to pay for new spending programs. So, you know, they're talking about raising estate taxes, raising income taxes, getting rid of deductions. I mean, there's all kinds of bad stuff coming down the road, because remember, folks, we're at $34 trillion in a deficit right now. We'll probably end up the year at $37 trillion. And by the time Biden leaves office, or if he starts his second term, we could be at 38, 39, approaching. By the end of his second term, He could, we could be facing $50 trillion in debt. And if you're talking about Treasury yields remaining in the 3 to 4% rate, because I think eventually the Fed will come in with yield control, you're talking about trillions of dollars of annual interest. So one way or another, I just want to tell you, in the 2025 to 2028 period, Tax rates are going to be going up. Estate tax rates are going up. And one of the reasons, you know, estate taxes don't generate much income, but the nice thing is when you raise taxes on estates, people that have passed away can't vote. So that's one of the reasons, uh, one area they look at it. So right now, either way, as I mentioned, taxes are going to be going up. And one of my favorite ways for tax-free income are tax-free municipal bonds, Right now, you can get anywhere from 3, 4, maybe 4.5% on a tax-free bond. If you're in a high tax bracket like 32 to 37, that's probably equivalent to earning pre-tax of 6.3. And if you're in states like California, where the uh, state tax bracket is 13.3, that's equivalent to earning 8% pre-tax. So This is very, very important. It's a nice way to get tax-free income, and you might want to think about that. Now, I want to talk about a second way to get lower taxes. We talked about tax-free, and that's tax-free municipal bonds. Uh, There's also things like life insurance retirement trusts where you can get tax-free income. Most of your corporate CEOs have these as a perk they get as a CEO, We use them with high net worth clients. Now, I want to talk about something that's just very simple and very obvious. I mentioned that if you're single, you can make $44,625 in dividends. You pay zero tax. And if you're married, $89,250. And then everything else for most people will be taxed at 15%. So the things that we're seeing you know for most people that are single you can earn up to 492,000 and be in a 15% tax bracket for dividends and if you're married 500 um roughly about 584,000 don't forget the 3.8 but let's put it this way 0, 015 or 18.8 beats 37 or 41.8 so dividends are taxed at much lower tax rates than let's say the interest you get in the bank or on a taxable bond. So for example, we have in our dividend account, we have several stocks that pay dividend yields of six, and one is paying nine and a half percent. If you subtract the tax that you pay on that, it's equivalent to almost five to seven percent after tax. So we're actually earning more after-tax income on some of our dividend stocks than we're actually getting on tax-free bonds. It's a very efficient way. If you really want to lower your income taxes on your investment income, I highly recommend doing what we do for our clients, and that is we pick individual dividend aristocrats. They raise their dividends each year, and you pay a lower tax rate. So number one, You know the tax you're going to pay. Number two, that income goes up each year versus, let's say, a mutual fund or an ETF. You don't know what your dividends are going to be. And number two, you're not going to know what your capital gains are going to be. And you always get that November surprise when mutual funds and ETFs are required to send out to you, the individual holder, the capital gains that they paid on stocks they sold. And so you know you've got your you've done your tax planning you got a lot of money in mutual funds and then all of a sudden you get this whopping capital gain distribution that's mailed to you at the end of the year and just basically changes your tax situation and in many cases could put you in a higher tax bracket so two best ways that I know to lower your taxes is getting tax free income in dividends which
1: taxed at a lower rate So if any of you are listening and you'd like to take advantage of our services when it comes to making your portfolio tax efficient, you can always give us a call at 888-486-3939. Once again, that number is 888-486-3939. And you can also find out more about our company or visit us on our website, which is financialsensewealth.com. So Jim, let's talk about Roth IRAs and where this fits into the financial planning process and what we're doing here with our clients as well. Okay, so I mentioned tax-free income, tax-free bonds.
0: A second way that you can get higher tax-free income, it is one of my favorites, is a Roth conversion or setting up a Roth. Now, earlier, I mentioned two tax brackets that were key because this is where most Americans fall into, the 22 or 24% tax bracket. Those two tax brackets are real key if you are getting close to retirement, or let's say you just retired, and you have a large IRA. The reason being, if you're going to do a Roth conversion, we don't recommend doing them if you uh, go higher than the 24% tax bracket. So let's let, let's just make this easy. Let's just assume that uh, you have $100,000 of taxable income, and you're single, and you are retired you can go up to $191,950. So in addition to that 100000 you can add 92000 pull money out of your regular IRA, convert it to a Roth. Now, you have to pay taxes on it, but you're going to pay taxes at a 22% rate or a 24% rate, which is much, much lower. And I'll show you down the road because... If you put the money in a Roth and you keep it there for five years, when you pull it out, it is tax-free for the rest of your life, and it's going to be tax-free to your heirs. So let's say you have a large Roth, you pass away, Uh, your kids are the beneficiary, they'll be able to take their distributions over a 10-year period, and you will not put your kids in a high tax bracket. They will get tax-free income. If you're married, you can go all the way up to $384,000. And that is really key because when this converts or reverts back to the Obama taxes, you'll only be able to go up to 153000 and you're going to hit the 25% tax bracket. So when we revert back to the Obama tax rates, your taxes are going to go up for two reasons. Number one, The tax rates will be higher and they will be higher at lower levels of income. So Roth conversions are very key. And especially if you have a large IRA, let's say a lot of your wealth is built up into a pension plan or 401k that you contributed throughout your working career. And now you're getting over a million dollars. We have clients, we had one client that has, $8 8 million dollars in roths now because we've converted those over the last 5 years when they were in a lower bracket but anyway one of the things that you want to do is you want to do this now if you're thinking of doing one do not hesitate because you got a two year window here where you're going to be able to maximize and put that money into a roth because the ability to do this is going to be reduced dramatically in 2026. A second thing that this will help you out when you're planning for retirement at age 73, you have to take what is called a required minimum distribution. They begin about 4%. They go up each year. So by the time you get into your 80s, you're going to be paying or pulling out six, seven, 8% of your IRA. And just imagine what that's going to do for you. It's going to not only raise your income tax, but here's another one. It's also going to raise your Medicare premiums because the higher income, there are six brackets for determining Medicare premiums. So this is why you really have to do some planning and do it now. Do not procrastinate. You're thinking about taxes now. This is the time to think about lowering your taxes for the rest of your life. And more importantly, too, it's not just your taxes during your lifetime, that's going to be tax-free to your kids. Because with the tax bill that they passed in 2018, your kids used to be able to take out their IRAs, or if they inherited an IRA from you over their life expectancy, they changed that. Now they've got 10 years to take it out. So just imagine if they have to take out, you know, let's say you leave a kid a million dollars and they got 10 years to take it out, that's taken out $100,000 a year. You can imagine what that's going to do to their tax bracket. So with the Roth, not only will you be enjoying tax-free income, but your kids are going to be enjoying them as well. So, uh, and, And if you think about this, we have like in our Roth accounts, we have dividend yields from five, six to over 9%. Chris, I haven't been able to make or earn eight or eight and a half percent tax-free on a municipal bond since the 1980s. But for a lot of our Roth accounts, we're getting the equivalent of almost six to nine percent tax-free. Also, Roths can reduce high tax brackets later on in life when rates rise. So this is one area, two of my favorite ways to lower taxes are Roths for tax-free income, municipal bonds for tax-free income, LERPs for tax-free income, and dividend-paying stocks, because they're all either going to be tax-free or taxed at
1: zero to basically 15%. This is especially important for someone like myself, who bought 1,000 Bitcoins for a dollar in 2009, and now I'm worth well over $4 billion. I'm kidding everybody. I I did not buy that many Bitcoins. No, but but you did buy it at a thousand. You were early on to Bitcoin, to your credit. I did. I did. I sold way too early to uh, pay for a vacation with my family in in Hawaii. They went to a good use, but there are clients that we have, we should say, that have made quite a bit of money in Bitcoin. And uh, so- Tax-efficient construction and portfolio, having setting up a Roth 401k, this does apply to them as well, as it does to many of our different listeners. So let's talk about the next section, which is estate taxes. What are some of the key points here for tax planning 2024? Okay. They raised the estate tax
0: exemption to roughly $13.6 million this year. Now, in 2026, when we revert back to the Obama tax rates, the exemption will be about $3.6 million indexed for inflation. So the exemption is going to drop more than half, probably by 60%. It'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of five to six, and it could even be worse, depending on if Biden wins re-election because he wants to go after large estates, lower the exemption, And raise the tax rate. So, you know, that's speculative. But what we do know right now is that the Trump tax cuts will revert back to Obama's tax rates. And so you're looking at going from somewhere around 14 million to somewhere around 6 million. Now, a married couple can basically pass roughly almost 27 million tax free. So if you have a large estate, you really need to take a look at utilizing that exemption now while it's in existence, because it'll be grandfathered. So if you take advantage of it now, and you know, one of the things that we're doing is we're exploring charitable remainder trust, we're exploring utilizing the exemption, and we're talking about wealth replacement trust and gifting. And especially if you are fortunate enough to be in those upper asset categories please do yourself a favor. Do not wait down the road because come 2026, even if let's just say Trump gets in and he just rolls it over, okay, maybe you'll get lucky. But if you are in that category now, take advantage of the laws as they exist today. There's so many ways to reduce these taxes. It's one of the things I first learned when I became a financial planner back in 1981. Reagan was president and he Raised the exemption from 175 to 600, got rid of the tax, estate tax on the death of the first spouse, and lowered the tax rates to roughly about 50%. But I was wondering, how do you have people like the Waltons and the Fords, the Rockefellers? And one of the things that Sam Walton did that was very, very astute on his part, he knew his company was growing rapidly. So he gifted a massive amount of Walmart stock to his kids. He paid the estate taxes up front. It's kind of what you do when you do a Roth IRA. You convert to a Roth, you pay the taxes up front, but then it grows tax-free. And that's exactly what he did. He paid the tax up front, but then his kids got that stock. And of course, Walmart, one of the fastest growing stocks, if you take the Walton family collectively, they're the wealthiest family uh, in the country. I think they're worth more than Elon Musk. I think it's like 260, 280 billion. So there's things that you can do to reduce your estate taxes and pass these on. Because, you know, you take a look at the the wealthiest families in the country, families that have had this wealth for generations, they did proper tax planning. And finally, Chris, I want to get to something that's going to hit a lot of seniors with big IRAs, and that is required minimum distributions. And there's several ways to reduce this amount. Uh, one of the ways we, we sometimes when we want to maximize social security and get the benefits because they go up 8% a year to age 70, we will start taking distributions from an IRA to live on until age 70. And then we'll wait, but there's that's one way. And then also, as I mentioned, the Roth converting your IRA to a Roth when you're retired in a lower tax bracket and Roth dividends are one of my favorite tax-free strategies. And then finally, there's good news, as I mentioned early. They've raised the amount that you can contribute to pension plans. So if you are on that borderline, if you are single or married, and of, you're at risk of going from a 24 to 32% bracket, think about maximizing your 401k, your SEP, or setting up if you're, you know, uh, you're making really good income. I'm talking about seven-figure income. You're self-employed in a business. You don't have a whole bunch of employees. There are a number of ways we can reduce that with a defined benefit or a cash benefit pension plan. So there are a number of things to do, but Chris... You have to plan. And unfortunately, you know, people are focused on filing their tax return. They get their returns filed and then they don't think about taxes to the following January and they get caught up in tax traps and you don't want to be that person.
1: You know, Jim, it's interesting when you're talking about the estate taxes and some of the planning that has been done by these wealthy families, and we've featured some of these families before on the lifetime planning portion of our podcast, whether or not, like you said, it's the Waltons or even Warren Buffett and some of the things that he's done, a number of other wealthy individuals and families, how they've taken proactive measures for tax planning to structure their assets and their income in a way that takes advantage of legal tax laws.
0: Yeah. And a good example of this, we have a, a lawyer that worked, uh, he was a corporate lawyer, lived in New York, high tax state. I <laughs> Still don't know why he lives there. But anyway, uh, when he retired, what we did is we converted a large amount of his IRA into a Roth. And now he's getting, I think it's, I think last year uh, he got something like $22,000 in distributions from his Roth that were all tax-free. And the great thing about that, he, he wants to stay in New York because that's where his kids are. That's where his grandkids are. But he wants to get out of New York during the winter months when it's you know cold. And so now he vacations or winters in Florida and he's able to go there. He rents a condo for about three months and it's all paid for with tax-free income distributions from Ms. Roth, Chris. So this is just one way with tax planning, you can envision your retirement where you pay lower taxes.
1: So again, we here at Financial Sense Wealth Management provide comprehensive asset management and financial planning services. If you'd like to give us a call about any of the topics that we discussed today and to see how we can assist you, our number is 888 486 3939. Once again, that number is 888-486-3939. Or you can find out more about our company and how we can assist you by going to financialsensewealth.com.
0: In the meantime, we'd like to thank you for listening. Have yourself a great week ahead.
1: financial losses that result from investing in any companies mentioned in financial sense or arising out of the use of any material on the news hour. Please be advised that you invest at your own risk.